And we're live. Welcome to another app. Ep- Stop playing footsie with me already. Thank you. Uh, another so cute. episode of the Star Wars Rewatch Podcast. I'm your host, Luca. With me. Once again. Yes. I am here. Yes. Once again, I'm joined by the lovely Sydney. Who uh, I was, the part today. Yeah, yeah. You're wearing your Ultron. That's my old shirt. Um, mine now. Hope. I'll take mine. that first. It's mine. Yes, it's mine. yes. Please enjoy. Um, but anyway, we just watched uh, episode seven. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it's the second to last episode. Yeah, eight is the last one. The penultimate episode of The Mandalorian. This episode called uh, chapter, chapter 23, The Spies. And... I guess the audience will tell us, or you tell me, whether you think that makes sense or not. It doesn't at yeah, all. I don't. I don't think so either. But it's tying together. Um, the only part that's like spy-ish is the beginning, where you see that one chick go to report. Oh yeah, to yeah, yeah. The, the other dude. But also, I because like they did a recap. Right, that, right, that was right. Pretty right. Much, that was pretty much it. But also, I wanted to like look up on IMDb. That actress's name. Yeah, and it's funny because we just when we were we just saw her. She is in Quantumania, Ant yeah. Man and the Wasp, or whatever that title is, Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's a big a big actress in that. Like she's a big figure in that movie. Um. Anyway, sorry. This is this is super profesh. Uh, oh no, my notes. Um, turn your notifications off, please. Um, let me see here. Uh, she's got a very recognizable face, though. Yeah, comms officer. Um, Katie M. O'Brien is the actress's name. Ugh, I just Irish. lost the character's name. But either way, whatever the. Sorry, I had it. I had it. Soldier yeah. boy. What? I'm just. Comms. Ilya Kane. Yeah, that's her name. Okay, that's, anyway, the, that's the character? Sorry, that took way too long. Yes, yes, that's the character. And what is it? There's a whole episode, uh, a couple episodes ago, that features prominently with her, and then you see her kind of like worming her way around when, mm-hmm. you know, she's in the previous episode with Dr. Pershing. She's supposed to be like this reformed imperial officer that works for Moff Gideon when really JK. she's just... Yeah, when in reality she's just a spy that's uh, working for Moff Gideon. Right, right. That has not been rehabilitated. That is just simply infiltrating the. That's the only New part Republic. that you see the spy. That's a like. Uh, that's the only part that makes sense. I guess. But anyway, chapter twenty-three: the spies, the Mandalorian, the penultimate episode um, before the season finale. So this time you were awake for. I was awake all of for this all episode. of it. Yeah. Yes. Well, bully for you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, but, uh, we'll quickly give the summary of it. Um, uh, would you like to give the summary of the episode? No, 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 okay. I don't want to. All right. Thanks. I'm for not part- as good as AJ. Thanks for participating, um, in this show. Uh, and yes, sorry. I was just making sure we're recording. Um, I don't know why it would have been, uh, but anyway, so this episode, again, like you say, it started off with, uh, the Imperial agent again and her just kind of, you know, a uh, very noir, um, mm-hmm. neo-noir or film noir with uh, her wearing a trench coat and her collar up. but Looking around her shoulder. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. All shifty-eyed. The only thing she was missing was like a fedora hat. Um, but the, the basic gist of it is now the, um, you know, in the previous episode, the fleet, uh, um, I almost said what's her name, but 
Bo-Katan Kreese now Mm -hmm. shows up back to Navarro um, with the rest of the covert, the Mandalorian covert, the Mm -hmm. Death Watch, as they're called. The, you know, extreme orthodox religious zealots, fanatics that, you know, never take their helmets off. With her fleet, some captured... That always takes their helmets off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, they always take them off, but anytime they're in battle, they always have them on, just in case, you know, safety first. Blasters flying around everywhere. Lightsabers. There's not been a lot of lightsabers uh, in The Mandalorian. So, the what is it? The Darksaber has been... That's a ma- the only thing. Right, but it's been in MacGuffin this whole series. Yeah. It's been this thing that's just kind of moving the plot forward, even though you're like, is it relevant? I is it like not relevant? I feel like at this point it's just symbolic. It's got its symbolic. I mean, that's what it is. It really is symbolic um, of anything because they're like, hey, whoever holds this is the leader. And okay. It reminds me very Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because um, in a piece of news recently that I was reading, um, some people were kind of disappointed with how season three turned out, which we will get to, people. We'll get to. But, Next um, week, hopefully, it won't be me. Uh, <laughs> yes, let's hope. Um, Actually, well, we have that pool party next week. AJ. AJ likes penis. Anyway. Um, <laughs> never gets old. That our boring lives aside, um, it's not boring. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what what. All I could say about the summary is that in the previous episode, you know, Bo-Katan, uh, the very last five minutes of the episode that were you know at all important, Bo-Katan joins up with uh, the rest of her. Um, you know, she rightfully acquires the fleet through their weird yeah, yeah. Mandalorian logic regarding the dark And they go back to Navarro and they're like, yeah, yeah let's yeah. get back with these other dudes. And uh, this episode is basically like, you know, uh, how they plan to take over Mandalore because at the end, that's when the armorer tells her, it's like, okay, you unite the tribes. Then once the tribes are united, we have to take over. We have to retake Mandalore. Yeah. And... They already know, thanks to Jin Jarin, that Mandalore's atmosphere is habitable. Um, you know, from the previous episodes, mm-hmm. he was there. But then also, um, when they get there, um, they learn more that they're not the only ones, that there are still survivors on the planet, which, again, kind of makes me want to... I really have to sit down and watch the Clone Wars TV show because um, Bo-Katan is such an important character, like, in later seasons. And Katie Sackhoff is the voice of Bo-Katan, yes, yeah? Yes, that's right. Katie Sackhoff does the voice as well. But anyway, enough of the, a little bit of the backstory aside, we'll get into the episodes and some of the notes I took down here. I actually got like... You were really know, impressed with the opening scene three, of like that cyberpunk three pages world. Um, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of Coruscant lately because, as you know, Jedi Survivor, um, or at least... As you know, like I'm talking to you, like you're some sort of expert. Mm. Um, <laughs> but you've seen me get frustrated at the game enough. The game starts on Coruscant and mm. it's got its own kind of industrial look to it. But you could tell that what they were showing, um, there wasn't really, it didn't seem habitable. It just seemed like industrial and it was like a sub level, like a meat processing district that you're wandering through. The part of Coruscant where we see the spy is very cyberpunk, very lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's kind of a shame is that it's all digital as opposed to Andor, which is all for the well for, for the most as, part for as much digital as they use. There's a lot of practical real world um, areas that people are walking around in. They used real life architecture to you know 
bring bring the scenes to life. Mm-hmm. Um, but she uses her code, Imperial code. You always know it's Imperial when it it's TK, like TK four two seven. Um, in in this case, hers was uh, code TK two seven five five. Is that important? Not really. But she's all wondering why you. Uh... She's all clandestine in her trench coat. Um, you know, collar popped. Her collar's not popped. But um, and then like a you know an imperial probe droid. It's a metal down. octopus. Let's just get it right. It's an imperial probe droid. It's an octopus or probot, as the action figure called it. I don't know why. It's a metal um, octopus. <laughs> those are probing arms. Those for, are tentacles. Uh, the action figure is pretty cool because it has like one like the big red eye that's uh-huh. on there. That's where you fire out like the proton also torpedo. those have reminded me of the mo- like the not the droids but like one of the. Um, evil robot things from The Incredibles. When they're on the beach and like, no, it kind of syndrome has to like is trying to like kill Mister Incredible. It's too small to be one of those. It 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 reminds me of the robots from Meet the Robinsons. If you've seen that, yeah, yeah, with their little bowler hats. But anyway, um, (laughs) keeping us on topic here. Um, you see the Imperial probe droid or probot, whatever you want to call it. Oh, also the action figure, like it had like a button to make it like explode and like the head popped off. Um, Who's getting off topic now? It's pretty cool. We're talking about the episode. I'm no, talking about the probe go, droid and the action go. figure. Keep it going. But anyway, uh, what's really weird is it's used as like a communication droid. Yeah, which, yeah that was weird. She like gave her code and he just uh, d- started holographing. Uh, I don't know if that's what they're used for. Um, well, that one is. Yeah, because it's just meant to observe and then report back. It's not really. But I guess desperate times call for desperate measures. I'm sure it could be modded to be a, a transmitter and receiver. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we learned that, you know, uh, the obviously evil character, um, John Carlos Elia, Esposito, Elia Kane is communicating with um, the uh, with Moff Gideon, who, again, we obviously learn got away. And again, the, the end of a previous episode when we see the derelict wrecked uh, Lambda class shuttle just floating in space. And mm-hmm. they're like, huh, I knew it. Moff Gideon never made it to um uh, never made it to trial and it's like yeah don't you think that would be like galaxy wide or universe wide news that, somebody would uh, have tweeted that uh something <laughs> um the but regardless but then yeah you see a cool shot of these like heavily armored troopers and he's like starts walking through these red force fields that part as he gets closer yeah that's that, that pretty cool that looked kind of cool. And he came up to um, like, um, was it like the meeting of the shadows or something? Right, right. So, yeah. So then you get to the next scene, which is very important. Um, just because uh, you see, uh, uh, again, holograms um, in a, shaped in a council, which is a, you know, kind of like a perverted version of the Jedi Council. Um, is that the wrong word to use? Perverted? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you see this council of Imperial remnants, um, which he's clearly uh, an important part of. And I'm kind of curious if he, you know, outranks them, considering that he's a moth, which is like a regional governor, which um, reports directly to. I mean, is is the point of that council to be like a democracy? Because the way that they were talking, not to the, the Hux guy, but the other guy. Mm hmm. Um, they got the mustache. I don't think I caught his name. Oh, you noticed him. Yeah. Pass me the book. Um, do you um, mean a one Mr. Captain Peleon? Sure. Is that who you're referring um, to? He seemed to have a lot more 
control over like what the group did Mm -hmm. and that he was in direct or it seemed like he was in direct um, communication with um, who's the blue guy that you were talking about? Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, that guy. Um, And then Moff Gideon was like, "Um, I don't think he's coming. So we should flip the control switch and Mm -hmm, I should be. mm In control because I'm about to defeat them Mandalorian dudes. So it's funny because like upon seeing the show, I was I as soon as I saw the character, it was I knew it had to be this guy. Yeah, they, yeah. If they mentioned Grand Admiral Thrawn, you can't talk about Grand Admiral Thrawn without talking about um, mustache guy. Uh, without talking about Captain Pelion, his second in command. Um, Which. Uh, those outfits are very reminiscent of World War Two. Uh, yeah, they're it's very all, like it's all supposed to look very kind of Wehrmacht and World War Two, and all, everything about it is supposed to call back those aspects of imperial, or I'm sorry, German fascism. Um, well, not not so much fascism. They are fascists. They're part of the empire, but all part of the you know the get up the look of uh, it's just menacing and evil you know they just look evil and it's a call back to our own to twirl their mustaches yes yes twirl their mustaches um but yeah the, i'm not sure if this is the mandela effect or not but like looking in this comic i'm like huh that's weird i always remember captain pelion having a mustache and a and a goatee or something like that and then of course opening up this comic he doesn't he's, he's clean shaven and i'm like hmm Am I remembering that correctly or Apparently no? Apparently not. But I I don't know. I bet if I flick into the the last uh the last volume of the Grand Admiral Thrawn trilogy, I bet um he'll have grown a beard at that point. Or maybe I'm confusing him with Joris Kabuth Kabouth, however you say his name. <laughs> Kabuth. Kabuth uh, Kabouth. Uh, <laughs> someone on another YouTube channel spell like when the trailer for Ahsoka came out. They're like, oh, is it Joris Caboose, that older bearded white character or that older character with the white beard or the gray beard or whatnot? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it could be. But his lightsaber, I don't remember Joris Caboose using a lightsaber. But anyway, so clearly they show a guy who looks like Captain Pelion and ding dong, it's Captain Pelion, obviously. And they're obviously. like, and um, they also mention another character, um, Commandant Hux mm-hmm. and... You, Missy, you just saw episode seven, The Force Awakens, and mm-hmm. uh, oh, that's right, we have to do a rewatch episode for. No, we don't. Uh, the no, Last Jedi. No, we don't. Yeah, no, yeah, we, don't. we do because no. General Hux features prominently no, in thanks. both movies, The Force Awakens and uh, uh, what's it called, The no, Last Jedi. No thanks. But anyway, Commandant Hux. So I don't know why is he named Commandant Hux? Did it really? Did the Imperial title or did the Imperial evil need to pass genetically from one generation to the next. Maybe it's just a coincidence. Uh, no, no. I, doubt, I doubt that it's a coincidence. They're supposed to be like, look, see, see, the, the once fascist, always a fascist. It runs in the family. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, your good call out. You mentioned the Shadow Council. I wrote that down okay. too. Um, and they also mentioned General Hux and Project Necromancer. And they're like, hey, what about... Dr. Pershing and his, you know, clone technology and whatnot. It's like, uh, and he's gone with his, uh, his ideas are gone forever. Right. And 
in the previous episode with Pershing, you've also got his spy, Elia Kane, who, you know, super brainwashes him as he's in the little, you know, uh, mi- yeah, the mind flare, mind wipe microwave machine or whatever. So as he's getting zapped, you see her dial it up to 11 and fucking turn he's his brain mush. into scrambled egg. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but oh, well, it's too bad. So sad. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's um, so again, that's interesting. And they're like, okay, so what do you need? What do you need? Because they're talking about, you know, resources are spread thin. And they're like, listen, we've got to stay hidden. And, you know, we got to keep up the appearances that we're like, just, you know, feuding. The yawning has feuding. nothing to do with the subject. I'm just a grandma and want to go to bed. <laughs> it's 7.15. Um, I'm a grandma and want to There's still go to bed. sunlight pouring through the window behind me. I don't care. Um, but anyway, uh, you... So bottom line, this they drop a lot of information in this little shadow console here, which and then they get clever to, name, clever name. I kind of like it. Um, they get to um, we reveal Captain Pelion. So wherever Grand Admiral Thrawn is, Captain Captain Pelion is right next to him. So that's interesting that they're like, oh, he's like, I don't know where he could be, and it's like, bitch, you know where he is. Um, you're his second in command. He's sleeping. Whatever he's doing, um, but. That all leads into the Ahsoka trailer, which I think dropped shortly after the season wrapped for Mandalorian. It did. So, I got so the that'll email. so um, that'll come out next month in August. Will it? Oh Jesus! In August, we've got to we've got to finish this fucking series up so we could get started on that soon. We got one more episode after this. It should be y- fine. Yep, yep. But anyway, um, so Gideon requests Praetorian guards because he's you know fearing assassination. Or the Shadow Council's like, oh, what's the matter? Are you scared? Yeah. You scared? And he's like, just give me what I need. I need more Thai interceptors more and I need bombers as well. Because And they're like, why? Why do you need them bombers? And he's like, because Mandalorians be a problem, bitches. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and they're like, what? I didn't think that they were like still a thing. And he's like, oh, they're a thing. Yeah. They're so, a thing. And they're like, okay, well, we don't want them around, obviously. And he's like, so, we'll give you what you ask for. Yeah, it kind of tells you that they didn't genocide them as well as they thought. Um, and we learn a little bit more about what happened on Mandalore. Yeah, yeah, when Bo-Katan um, was at the... Because, yeah, everybody everybody arrives on Navarro. And we get another cool shot here of um, the... Um, the the ship just, like, coming in and, like, shadowing yeah. over the... And then you get the robot going up to the magistrate going like, dude, there's a big ship and it's coming for us. And he's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. It's uh, I invited them over. Yeah. They're uh, my best friends. And uh, <laughs> you had the uh, you had the shot of the underside of the, yeah, the Imperial the Light Cruiser with yeah. the uh, with the mythosaur yeah. uh, paint job on the bottom. The red mythosaur Which, paint like, job. That would be really incredibly intimidating if I saw that just flying over my town. Uh, yeah, but they're like, no, no, don't worry about it. They're good guys. Um, even though it would have been cooler if they had that, like, you know, um, that Corsair, um, Cumulus class Corsair ship. That was such a cool looking ship that uh, the lettuce, lettuce pirate had, um, the yeah. grass pirate had. Yeah, yeah. Gorian shard and then uh but anyway they touch down on navarro yeah they touch down on navarro and they have their kind of little like you know mexican standoff so to speak yeah bo katan gets out and you know she greets everyone and then She's that's like, when we need the, to go back to the know. armorer you know is like hey make yourselves comfortable set up camp have a feast yeah it's time to, it's time to party have but a before feast. that i think the important thing was bo katan is like um 
we need to go back to Mandalore. We're going to take everybody. I think that's after. That's the and next then, morning. And that's when she's like, okay, we're going back to Mandalore. We're taking it back. I need volunteers. I need some volunteers Actually, from was, both sides. It was that night after the feast. Which, um, um, yeah. And she's like, I need volunteers from both factions. Yeah. From both tribes. And, uh, you know, they did. And you sense the tension a bit. Like Din Djarin is the first to step forward, which mm-hmm. I think broke a lot of the tension. Yeah. And then... Um, you know, at the feast, they're all like, oh, like we didn't realize that he was such a bad guy and like we didn't want to surrender. Mm-hmm. And then Bo-Katan is like, no, dude, I did surrender. Well, that was that was a little bit later. Oh, I guess we should mention that. Um, uh, what is it? IG-11 is uh, back IG-12. in the yeah, now he's IG twelve um, because uh, he's been. <laughs> that was really funny. He's been retrofitted as like an exoskeleton for uh, or a and there's like power a little armor. like Teletubby like window kind of thing. In he's his basically belly. he's basically Krang from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they put um, Grogu in there. Yeah. And Din Djarin's like, no, 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 no. He's he's still a baby. He's still little. He can't do it. And then Grogu's like, no. It's just, it's, <laughs> there's a yes button and a no button, and he's just like, no. And he right. walks around, and now that's his thing. I need to add the. I need to add that. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. yes. No. So interesting. Interesting that IG twelve. Um. You know he's it's just bad, um, Yeah. He's just a remote controlled droid now that Grogu's piloting around. Which. Yeah, but he's a big person now. We'll see, we'll see how successful that he's is. He's taller than this big. Uh, okay, so you like it. I so do we, like so, it. So we know who this was made for. It wasn't me. made for me. And uh, I mean, I do ilk. like his little floaty ball. <laughs> Floaty ball? Yeah, yeah. When uh, like he had like a little like hover ship oh, before his, his little his, floaty ball. His little hover stroller. Yeah. yeah. Very um. cute. Very cute. <laughs> and when they first bring in IG twelve, you see like him eating like a bowl of candy and mm. he looks and he just drops all the candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, the little mechanic species bad the baby. Um crazy baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So little little side note there. But yeah, then they take uh, next scene is them just taking off. Um, so we know that the mm-hmm. Imperials are expecting them on Mandalore or expecting that they're going to try to recapture Mandalore, which why we don't know. They know that, but I don't know. Obviously, people are. I think they were just other. expecting them there. I it, they don't say how they know that um, other than uh, or unless that's what the uh, what's her face was saying. In the beginning, well, no, of the she episode. said that like she Elliot that the King. Mandalorians were looking to take back Mandalore, but not that they were there or going there. They were just looking to do it, like that was the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like um, maybe I should have paid more attention to the Moff, episode. Or Moff taken Gideon, more notes. I think, like that's his headquarters, though, isn't it? Is he stationed on Mandal- Mandalore? We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but anyway. So they, 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 they get to Mandalore. Yeah, she asks for volunteers. They get to Mandalore and, um, you know, they leave some of the fleet up orbiting the planet. Yeah, yeah. And then they take a, like small, a, landing party, a small yeah. little contingent, like a scouting party, just lands and mm-hmm. then start looking for the forge because she's like, hey, this is my home. This is where we live. Uh, you know, beneath where we're walking is the great forge where we, you know, all Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah, it's the capital of the planet. We're all Mandalorian armor was you know manufactured at one point and or forged at one point and then uh, as they're wandering around for a little bit that's when this giant sail ship shows it looks like a freaking pirate ship like something out of a disney movie (laughs) it is a disney movie okay um, yeah fair we're watching that's fair but yeah something out of pirates of the caribbean shows up Mm -hmm. and uh it's a big uh sail barge i guess you could call it which 
I don't know, seems a little weird. Why wouldn't they have access to something that flies, any kind of speeder? Their jetpacks still work, but... Well, they were trying to hide from other people, so I think that might just uh, been what they were given. Okay, okay. Like low-tech kind of thing. I'll accept that as an answer, that they're like, yeah, we wanted to try to evade sensors. So there's three... They. The the interesting thing is they find three Mandalorian survivors, um, survivors of Bo-Katan's tribe that lived on Mandalore, that weren't uh, extremists, you know, Death Watch that lived on the moon Concordia with Din Djarin and all his helmeted buddies. Mm-hmm. But the tribes are united. Half of them are, you know, the Death Watch. Half of them are the other Mandalorians, the Night Owls that uh, were, you know, uh, allied with Bo-Katan. And they start their little, you know, uh, trying to find their way under the planet. And as they're s- scooting around on planet, you run Land into, lizard. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if that was supposed to be a mythosaur or not. It didn't look like it, but it was Well, the mythosaur was the one that was supposed to be underneath, right? That the was, waters That was underwater that okay. she saw. But you see a, uh, I don't know, just it's some- a giant, like, sea worm just coming some, up out of the rocks. Just some big fucking Godzilla thing. Shows and they all up abandon out of ship. nowhere, yeah. and then yeah, smashes up their their sail barge, and then they go underground. And then as they're underground, they find the city, and that's when they're ambushed by Imperial, which we later find out, I guess, are dark troopers. But mm-hmm. I don't know the dark troopers from the last. Uh, I think when they get when they get attacked, um, I don't know if it's just like them being Mandalorians that mm-hmm. like it's ingrained in them to just protect everybody in battle. But you see them kind of like, I'll cover you. You go and like get help. And they're like, there's a crack in the ceiling. Go do it. And I'll cover you. Well, um, so they kind of like have each other's backs, even though they're still at odds with each other. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool that you see them, you know, fighting with one another, which is neat. Um, and that they're, you know, willing to put aside their differences, especially Mm -hmm. to, you know, once again, have their own home, Mm -hmm. uh, a home planet. Because they're really just kind of nomads at this point, just a horde that kind of moves around. I use the word horde because that's something AJ would understand when it comes to like uh, his Total War series. I of don't, games and AJ needs to like, he should comment. AJ likes penis. AJ anyway. should comment <laughs> and explain what horde means to us. It's a horde. It's like a horde of treasure, a horde of bananas. Like hoarders. Hoarders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's actually on Netflix now. <laughs> Excuse me, but there's H-O-A-R-D and H-O-R-D-E, so they are different. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But the horde comes. Horde like dragons? Like dragons horde shit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the horde is like H-O-A-R-D is like... I think. Uh, anyway. Whatever, anyway. But anyway, so yeah, then the next scene is like, you know, pew pew. You, you get, um, uh, what's it called? You get these uh, jetpack, you know, They're troopers. They're like, oh, Mandalorians. Up, and guess... Bo-Katan is like, those are Mandalorians. Uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. think, and I don't know. I guess it's kind of cool that the Empire has their own jetpack troopers, which they had them I in the Clone Wars. Me too. Um, it would save a lot of time on gas. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> um, if anything, it's more inefficient. It would, yeah, but it would save time. Uh, yeah, but uh, you and think pollution. your little legs are going to land a jetpack? If it's proportional to my body, yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. But anyway. You trying um, to say that I'm little and can't handle a jetpack? Your little legs can't handle the jetpack <laughs> landing, unfortunately. You're going to be like, oh, what? Nope. My little I legs. Just, can I just hover and not use my <laughs> just, legs? Just, um, <laughs> that would be ideal. No, just get me one of those little hover strollers that Grogu has. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Let that I'll cart just you hover around. hover everywhere, yeah. But 
Um, yeah, then you've got a, a halfway decent action scene here where you've got more, <coughs> more blasting. Um, and uh, the Mandalorians, yeah, are working together. And you find... They go deeper these, underground. Yeah, and that's when you mentioned you mentioned a few minutes ago you, that um, they find like a secret Imperial base that's just hidden, carved into the... Which like, you know, I think that might be how they knew that the Mandalorians were there. Is that that's his like secret little hideout. And maybe they have sensors or something mm -hmm. and figured out that the Mandalorians were there. And he's like, gotcha, bitches. Well, what I kind of find interesting is those three remaining Mandalorians that were there that knew Bo-Katan. How come they didn't know this was there? They weren't, they weren't underground. They said that they just skimmed the surface uh, and didn't go underground. Oh, and okay. Yeah, that's right. They did say um, that uh, the... You know, anybody that's gone underground has disappeared, mm -hmm. so we don't go underground or something Yeah, like so that. they just stay on the surface. And that's how they survive. Um, how did I know something kind of, that you didn't? Kind of avoiding patrols. I don't know, because I'm, I'm busy writing stuff down and taking Ooh, notes. I'm absorbing, because it's all of, in here. Instead of listening and paying attention like <laughs> I should be. Um, but anyway, so going back to the little dinner, the feast that she has... Um, mm -hmm. They're like, oh man, interesting planet. You know, you guys, you guys grew up here or whatever. They're like, yeah, some of us never left this place. And they're like, well, some of us have never set foot on this place with you fucking infidels and heathens. And they're like, well, yeah, we were hidden on Concordia. So whenever this place got bombed out, you I know, think we it's were important safe. to like it. It kind of encompasses like, um, like a campfire, kind mm -hmm. of like campfire like old stories being handed down kind of thing sure um and the one guy the the guy with the white hair the black guy with the white hair the old, yeah i don't i don't think, I don't they think say they his name. name but he's like yeah he's like you know we're the only ones that didn't want to surrender and then bo -Katan is like i did surrender yeah like i went to moff gideon and he's like you know i'll spare your people if you surrender and she's like this is the only way that i could save our people is abandoning and all of that stuff. And she's like, I gave him the dark saber mm -hmm. and he's like, JK, I'm going to wipe out all of Mandalore. And she was like, obviously really upset. Like she shouldn't have done that. I don't remember. See, now this is why I really need to, and I say this every episode, I need to sit down and watch, um, the clone wars, the clone wars show. That's what I should be doing now when I'm like, just farting around trying to find something to watch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know, because I want to see what Bo-Katan is like prior to during the Clone Wars, which mm -hmm. is... Is I, that immediately after, like, all the Mandalore stuff, or is that during Mandalore? Like, what you, during... What do you mean? You're just saying the same word twice in the same sentence, not sure if it's making any is sense. Is that, like, the is Clone Wars, is that Here, watch, how? watch me do it at the same time. Is that, like, before or after the carrot, or is that, like, during the carrot? Well, no, before and after is not during. They're two different... There's. <laughs> Anyway, do you see how he treats me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I is is the Clone Wars. Does it explain her like kind of royalty like role like, mm -hmm. and is that during like the purge of Mandalore or is that after? So the Clone Wars takes place, you know, twenty years before uh, the Battle of Yavin. Before, that makes no sense to me. Before the first movie, A New Hope, Star Wars. Okay. So. 20 years prior to that, Luke isn't even born yet. Okay. Um, but the that Clone Wars is raging on. That has nothing to do on. with what I just asked, though. Yeah, it does. You're asking about Mandalore. When does this all take place? Yeah, but the Clone Wars, what, 
I'm asking is I don't care if it starts 20 years before, you know, whatever. It's more of I want to know if the Clone Wars explains what happened and what makes the faction split up and why. Um, not that I'm going to watch it, but like the timeline wise, does it show how Mandalorian during Bo-Katan's reign, I guess you want to say? So here, heir to the heir to the empire right there. Mm-hmm. So we know we saw Captain Peleon. So we know and they mentioned Grand Admiral Thrawn. So, you know, he's close. So it says heir to the empire five years after the destruction of the second Death Star. So you've this got is after episode six. This is after episode six. Okay. Yeah. So five years have passed since then. So Mandalorian and is five years post second Death Star. So it's concurrent. So okay. that, that five years, it's taking place at the exact same time this is. Is that supposed to be um, Mark Hamill? I mean, it's supposed to be Luke Skywalker portrayed by Mark it Hamill. kind of looks like Mark Hamill. Because it's Luke Skywalker. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so... That's the time period we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So if, if Captain Pelion is there, if Grand Admiral Thrawn is there, if Luke is there, it's all... Then how long do the Clone Wars take place? Like, how long is that? They, it rages on for 10 years. Okay. Um, so what is it? Um, you've got, uh, what's it called? The the Phantom Menace? That mm-hmm. takes place 30 years before uh, episode So one, two, and three four. are pre-Clone Wars and four, five, and six? No. Um one is 30, 30 years before episode four, episode one. And then episode two, Attack of the Clones, the start of the Clone War, okay. takes place 10 years later. So now we go from 30 years to 20 years later. And then uh, if you go to Revenge of the Sith, that's another 10 years later, so I believe. So the Clone War. So it's Wars, like a 20, 30 year war. Uh, 10 year. Okay. Because Attack of the Clones starts and then goes on for so 10 years. So the, the series, the Clone Wars, is supposed to be in that 10 years? Yeah. It starts with it starts right after Attack of the Clones and then continues until Revenge of the Sith. And then now where the Clone War does, ends. In, the, in that 10 years mm-hmm. between the movies, Yeah, where does Mandalorian fall? It's in that 10 years? That that No, Mandalorian takes place... Um, is it after the 10 years? After it's, the it's like another, it's at least another ten. Um, it's at least another fifteen years later. So Bo-Katan is an adult now. So during the Clone Wars, she was a kid. Uh, so theoretically, she was an adult in the Clone Wars, and she's an adult now. So like they did the did math. Did she just not age, or does she look really <laughs> good for being like an eighty-year-old woman? They did the math, and they're like, she's at least sixty years old. Damn, she's got a body on her. Is what <laughs> I saw something. I don't know where I, I mean, saw. You don't that. know like how Mandalorians age, so like that could be legit. I, yeah, could be. Like che- Chewie's 200 years old. and He's all covered in hair, though. Yeah. I he, do want his hair care routine, though. Because <laughs> that is phenomenal. Could you imagine? And Yoda's, and Yoda's skin care routine. Because that guy was like a thousand years old, and he didn't look a day over 12. Could you imagine what the bathroom on the Millennium Falcon smells like anytime Chewie needs to uh, freshen I don't up? know. I kind of feel like Han Solo would smell worse. Uh, I feel like Chewie, growing up in, in the Wookiee lifestyle, would mm-hmm. know how to keep himself very hygienic. 
Sure. And I think that I think that Hans Han would um, definitely be the stinky one on the ship. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Especially because he's just like running around everywhere and you don't know when he's going to have water. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. he would definitely be the stinky one. And I feel like Chewie would be the one cleaning up and yelling at him. So the reason I kind of want to go back to this Clone Wars TV show that takes place over this 10 year period Mm -hmm. is just because I want to see like somebody's grilling. What? Somebody's grilling. Oh, you smell something? Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, we're all, someone was grilling some barbecue chicken when I was on a walk a couple of days ago. And uh, yeah, I yeah, was yeah, texting you about it. But anyway, the whole reason I want to go back is I want to see Bo-Katan's whole story arc, all this bullshit with mm-hmm. the Darksaber. And um, I also want to see, like, is Moff Gideon in the show? Because I don't remember him being one of the guys. Is he just, like, theatrical, like, additions? Or is he legit... I, I don't know where they came up with this character. I'm pretty sure he's original to the show, but she's like, nope, I surrendered to him, and then he betrayed me, and then they just glassed the planet. Could he have been under a name of a different character, and then they just changed it because... Does that make any sense? Why would they change the character's name? Mm. Unless he was unnamed, and they just gave him a name. Commandant Gideon? He would still be named Gideon. Why he'd still be the Maybe same character. Maybe you just don't pay as close attention as you think you do. Uh, well, I didn't pay attention. I paid zero attention because I haven't seen the show. So okay, let's get back. I'm, to the show. I'm admitting that uh, we're talking okay. about the show because I want to know where this takes place. Does it happen in the show? There's or is whole- it just like inferred backstory? So I've seen some like. Um, like some some recaps about like Mandal- Mandalorian. They're like, so here, why is this whole dark saber? Why is all this bullshit with the dark saber important? Because mm-hmm. um, I think it was kind of a surprise to people that in season two they brought Bo Katan in and you know introduced the dark saber. Yeah, uh, yeah, introduced this concept of the dark saber and that you know Gideon had it the whole time and then you know Din Djarin wins it in combat from him and then, and then he can't just hand it over to Bo Katan. She's supposed to fight him more, for yeah. it, which she's not gonna. <clears throat> Which he's not going to do. So um, he keeps it. And then he uses it for a little while. He sucks at using it. She's way more adept and way more competent when it comes to using it. And uh, so is Moff Gideon um, for that much. Uh, or, or to that end. But uh, I don't know. I, I Someone else, like Paz Vizsla, like his father is in the, Mandalor- is in, uh, the Clone Wars TV show. Or somebody related to him. Somebody mm-hmm. else named Vizsla. He steals the dark saber from Bo Katan. I think I don't know. This is chances are this is a hundred percent wrong, and uh, I am fucking this up hardcore. Um, I kind of want to bring up when you know, and in true like villain style, um, Moff Gideon. You know, when Din Djarin is... Like, yeah, let's get back in the episode because they chase them down. Yeah, and then because there's like something that he says that I want to like touch on when you... When okay, so they chase them down the tunnel when the when the jet troopers retreat. Um, and then that's when they see that they've got this huge Imperial base. You see mm-hmm. you see TIE bombers, you see TIE interceptors, which are really weirdly pointed down or have their wings mm-hmm. pointed down, even though the TIE bombers are, you know, kept level for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But anywho, so you see that and then what? Uh, and then they're like trapped in like these bay doors. Yeah. So then and they then, get they get ambushed by more by more dark troopers and then you or more see jet Moff troopers. Gideon, like fly down and because there was like a bunch of them were in between the bay doors and there were like three of them on the other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and of those three was Din Djarin and he got captured. Yeah, Din Djarin gets um, captured. And then in true like Bond villain esque style, 
um, Moff Gideon explains his like evil plot. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make all these clones and these troopers and they're going to be like made out of whatever material that like metal. The Beskar steel. Yeah. Or the Beskar the steel. And he's like, they're going to have the best of, um, he mentions the Jedi and he's like with me. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if he's like, this armor is the best because I'm inside of it. Therefore I'm the best. But like, I don't understand when he says like the, is he related to the Jedi at all? Like, does no, he have any? Nope. Nope. He's nope. just, he's just a dude. Um, so does he like fancy himself like a spurned Jedi? A what? Spurned. Spurned. Yeah. No. Cause he oh. mentions, he's like, you know, these new clones are going to be like the best of like all of these people and where all, you know, there's fancy steel. And he mentions that he, I don't know how he. Sorry if we're getting a little wind here. We have the window open behind us uh, and the blinds are clackling around. He worded it with like. um, It's actually not hot. It's just humid. It's just humid and it Um, sucks. The way he words it is. um, He's like, yeah, he wants to create a clone that's got the DNA of a Jedi, a Mandalorian. So does that mean he has access to a Jedi? Um, We don't know. Also, if that's the case, where are the people looking for this Jedi? They're scattered all over the place. So are they looking for this Jedi? Who is the Jedi that he stole? Does he just have like a little vial of Jedi DNA? Like, does he have the what is it, midichlorians? Does he just have like a vial of them like running around somewhere? Like he could, he could. I'm surprised he doesn't. Not that I want this to happen, but he um, should want Grogu because Grogu is related to Yoda. So I think and then again, that's awesome. So you're right. I think you're hundred percent right because this is a callback to season one. Now when they introduce the Dr. Pershing character mm-hmm. and when he has like the clone technology, Din Djarin hands him over. Uh-huh. And then when they, when he goes back and rescues him from these Imperials and the Dr. Pershing, they're sucking out DNA from Grogu. So I think they're trying to extract midichlorians. Yeah. Not so much clone him. They're just extracting. The they're like, he's got a high so concentration. So does Grogu is like his species, are they just naturally filled with like their DNA is midichlorians? Uh, or has yeah. that, have they never like figured you, that out? I, I, you know, Yoda and now, so there's only three of these guys. There's Yoda, you've got Grogu. Yoda, then you've got Grogu, and then you have Yaddle. Which everybody seems to forget about Yaddle. I didn't even Yaddle. No, Yaddle was a thing. She's a female of of Yoda's race. And she's So if there's only three. Three that we know of. Three that we've seen. But um, she's there. She's a Jedi Council member um, in in episode one. Does she have a little bow on whatever peach bow she has? No, she's got long hair. I think it's brown. Yeah, she's there. She's around. It kind of reminds me of the scene. Like I'm picturing like. You know, in E.T. where they try to dress him up and he's wearing the wig. Uh, <laughs> and it's just E.T.'s face and yeah. a wig and like a little bowler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um, what I'm picturing as uh, Yaddle. It's definitely not what it is, though. E.T. Sure. is in Revenge of the Sith, though. Did you know that? I'm not surprised. There's a scene where they show like uh, some E.T.'s in the Galactic Senate. And, oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, senators from Wookie or from not Wookie from Kashyyyk. There's um, senators from Malastare, and then there's like a trio of like ETs, uh, ETs, yeah, that are in a little Senate booth. Cute. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, yeah so then so he then we get more <laughs> plot, and they take away. Which it's funny you mentioned that because I think that calls back. Of course, he's got a prop. 
that calls back to the plot of this game. Because um, at one point, when you're when you're playing Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, uh, you fight what are called like a reborn Sith or something like that. You you fight tons of people with lightsabers. Um, they're not. They call them just reborn, and they're like. I don't remember if they were clones or like, I don't remember the exact mechanism, but they're like injected with midichlorians or something like that. And they're turned to the dark side. So they're not naturally adept with the force, but they like force it upon them. And I don't know if they're grown or cloned or how they make them, but uh, it's, it's unnatural how they do it. So I don't know. I got to replay the game and figure it out because they're, um, you know, they, they're very, very prominent enemy that you have to fight several, several times throughout the um, throughout the game. But yeah, they're called Reborn Dark Jedi or Reborn Sith or mm. something. But they, they use that word, Reborn. Um, but I don't remember clones being a big part of that, um, that game series in particular. But anyway, um, so after the Mandalorians scout the surface, they get ambushed. And then, you know, Gideon shows his hand and is like, ha, 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 I'm going to... You picked up on this, the whole, like, I'm going to create the best of both. It's going to be me. It's going to be Jedi. It's going to be uh, Mandalorian. But it's going to be stronger like than all of, of them. Um, it's kind of like out of the movie uh, Underworld. Well, yeah. I'm, I mean, like, and the vampires werewolves. and werewolves were, like, you know, I mean, obviously it's a great movie. And the hybrid. But I, it kind of is giving me Frankenstein vibes. Sure. Frankenstein, Where too. he's, like, you know, I want to create this, like, super being. Mm-hmm. And obviously that never ends well. Sure. So um, if there is a season four, um, that would definitely be interesting to see if if his super clones work mm-hmm. and um, if they don't, the kind of rebellion that they have against like their master kind of like Frankenstein style. Uh, potentially. It gives, it gives me very much Frankenstein vibes because Frankenstein, you know, the monster, he just put like this this body part here and then this body part here and then you know did the abby normal brain instead of the other one so that is a young frankenstein throwback just letting you know in, in um, the, so i remember we were t- when we saw rogue one i mentioned grand moff tarkin and the actor that played him uh-huh. um god damn it why am i why am i drawing a blank on his name now um uh, let me look it up. Let me look it up. Keep talking, Sydney, so um, we fill the dead air here. Um, um, yeah. So I that's giving me a lot of freaking sun vibes. But when he's like open, open the bay doors or whatever, and they just start shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy with the flamethrower. I don't know if we ever know his name, but you know, he's Paz like Vizla. He yeah. He's like he's like I'll cover you, and Bo-Katan takes I think that the was dark actually, saber. Uh, oh, Peter Cushing. That's um. It. This guy. She takes the light sa- the dark saber and like cuts a hole in the door so they can all leave yeah him. Yeah. He um, plays Dr. Frankenstein, Peter Cushing, and he plays uh Van Helsing, he plays uh um, Sherlock Holmes. I and guess, you know, they get out and she's like, No, dude, she's like, We're clear, you need to go. And he's like Yeah. He's so, like, You go, I got this. Like there's too many. So they escape and the he, ambush, yeah. Yeah, they escape the ambush and then he Paz literally Vizla. fights Mm-hmm. to the bitter end because he death. kills all of those dark troopers um dark troopers and then you see um the dudes in the red outfits mm-hmm. come then that's and when they, the praetorians show up and you're and like, then they're uh, just oh. like he, he tries so hard sure um but they out just, his shield and, and then they he just busts out his little keep, vibro like, knife i don't know if it was like plasma coils or something in those swords but mm-hmm. like 
they just let him go. And then we see that the episode cuts out when he just like falls over. Yeah. Yeah. He like falls over and then it's like a couple seconds of him just going bleh. And then. Yeah. So it's a little spooky because um, they're like, they're like, you know, when the battle starts, they're like, send some, they're like, it's an ambush. They're like, yeah. send someone, let somebody get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, alert the fleet above that we're, we're under attack. And Wouldn't to, it be you know, really, really take funny cover. if he was like playing both sides against the middle. So like, he's the one that told Moff Gideon that they were there. Who? The guy that escaped. Through the, through the hole in the ceiling. Oh, that he's a spy? Yeah. And that's why this episode's called The Spies? Yeah, maybe. Because, um, like, they, like, he left, mm-hmm. and then then they get ambushed again. Right, right. And then you see Moff Gideon. So maybe he, like, went and was like, yeah, dude, uh, we're here. And that's what happened. So you never know. Uh, you never know. But you don't know. Din we'll gets captured. Grogu and the rest of them get away. Yeah. Um, We don't know what they do. I'm assuming they, like, run to the Paz Vizsla is killed. Uh, and was killed by the uh, the by the Praetorian guards mm-hmm. in the red armor to the bitter end. Like, yeah, yeah. Kudos he, to that guy because he, he, and he does fights to the end. Uh, yeah, after his blaster, kind of, or after his it repeating like blaster, melts down. Yeah, he drops that, and then it's like, okay, well, time to just go hand to hand combat, hand to hand, and he just starts punching uh, troopers to death. Yeah, and uh, that seems to work for some reason. <laughs> and then the th- the Praetorians is that mm-hmm. is that right? They yeah, come the and then they're like, guards and he's show like, up. And you can kind of like see in his stance, he's like, ah, shit. I mean, you you knew that he was gassed at that point. He yeah, was, yeah, He was just there was nothing but left he, in the tank. He but did, he did his best. And still, yeah. And Bogotan did fight to try and save him. She tried to like bang on the glass, and he's mm-hmm. like, go. Like, there's too many. Like, yeah, yeah. Go. He's like, he's like, get out of here, yeah. save everybody else. So, so kind of cool because he's all he's not all. We know that he's not always the nicest character. Starting no. fights with uh, Dinjar and Boba Fett. And, well, no, the other guy on the ship, they were playing like something like chess. Right, right. And he's like, uh, no, this guy can be this guy when doing this. And then. Uh, yeah, it's a flanking move. That's how yeah. it's able to do and that. And he's like, uh, and then the other guy, who's the, the like other guy? Axe wove. Uh, he's like, he's like, you man, he's make like, up your he's, own rules. yeah, he's like, yeah. And then they get up and he's like, he's like, surrender or <laughs> like, I'll kill you. And then. Uh, yield. Bo- Bo-Katan is like, nah, dude. Like, seriously, it's a chess game. Like, relax. Well, no, that's when uh, um, Grogu steps in and is like. No, 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 no. Um, and yeah, she makes the clever comment. She's like, hmm, you taught your uh, apprentice well. And he's, and like, he's like, he didn't, didn't learn, learn that, from, that from, me. from me. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. But anyway. Very proud dad moment. So yeah, proud dad moment, but kind of sad to see that uh, yeah. the death of Paz Vizsla. So and the capture of Dinjarin. Capture of sure. Din- Dinjarin. So I don't know why, I, again, why they fucking kept him alive. They don't say. Maybe we'll find out. Who knows? Is he alive? Uh yeah. Is he though? Yeah, he's captured alive, and he's like, take him to the yeah. But does he remain alive? Gotta watch the episode. Dun dun dun. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, but anyway, we're to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up here. We made it an hour, amazingly. But um, anything. We didn't do our rating. You can't do the can can music until the rating is done. It's not can can. It's It's can can. It's jazz. It's a can can. It's too loud. No, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, so what do you want to give this episode out of uh, lightsabers? I'll turn it down a little bit. Sorry. I feel like the beginning, like the first 10, 15 minutes was kind mm-hmm. of like, meh, but the last like half hour was pretty good. So I'm going to give it like sure. three and a half. Yeah. Um, three and a half. Not bad. Okay. Sorry. Let's cut the music out. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. It's... 
We'll give it. We'll give it three stars. Um, yeah, three okay. and a half. Three. What about you? What's your you? Um, three, three and a half. Um, I I would say it's a little bit better than that. Um, there's there's halfway decent action. Um, which is good. Not much. I mean, about what you expect. Pew pew. More blasters. Pew pew. Oh, sorry, that's what my shirt says. Pew pew. Um, Vroosh. Beep boop vroosh. <laughs> uh, that um, was a gift from a friend of mine from Christmas a couple years ago. Shout him out. Shout out to uh, Milkshakes. Yes. Thank you, Milkshakes. This milkshakes. was a lovely Christmas gift. Yes. But I'll give it I'll give it four stars. Um, four? Yeah, just because we see some cool um, Praetorian armor. Those guys are always badass. The action which, scenes are um, pretty good, though. Like, yeah. yeah. I that. Again, it's just, it's just people shooting. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen that in almost every episode. The dialogue oh, between Dinjarin and Bo-Katan is pretty good though, where he's like, you know, you're, you what does he say? Your song isn't written yet, but I will serve you until it is. Right. Um, he and kinda, she seemed a little shocked by that. He so. kind of professes her, you know, loyalty to her. My he's, queen. Well, yeah, she's royalty. Um, and yeah, he's part of this ortho, ultra orthodox, you know, fanatical sect. Yeah. Of, but uh, he's Mandalore. like, what really matters to me is like honor and loyalty. And mm-hmm. you know, you've shown that. So he's like, I'm going to pledge my loyalty to you essentially. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't have much more to say about it than that. Um, uh, there were some gems. Yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of eager to see, cause like we know that the fleet of tie fighters are there. So when are they going to jump into the action and what effect are they going to have on the, uh, the Mandalorians that are floating away. Or is that just away. like a Easter egg for next season? Uh, no, we'll have to. No? S- uh, well, I don't know. You'll have to watch. Um, it seems like you're a little bit invested now, although probably I'm not. not. <laughs> I'm good at pretending, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Um, some people might believe it, not me. Um, you're wise to my tricks. Yes, yes, absolutely. Also, next time you see us, hopefully it won't be me on the next episode. But Luca and I are celebrating five years next weekend. Oh boy. Hooray. I'm excited. Do you tell? Uh, and uh, shout out to Tyler and Joanna. Today is their first wedding anniversary. Yes. Shout out to Tyler and Joanna. Um, but anyway, uh, shoot us an email, uh, Star Wars Rewatch Podcast at gmail.com. Tweet at us. I forgot to mention this up top at SW Rewatch Pod on Twitter. Again, Reddit page, still unknown, but Reddit is, Reddit is also kind of on fire right now. Uh, so. Who knows what might happen? Uh, there hasn't been much discussion over there. I've just been posting links to the episodes, which if that's helpful, good. If it's not, say something. Uh, I also saw on um, like the blogs, uh, Star Wars Rewatch Podcast at .wordpress.com. I saw that had a few views. I wonder if it's me looking at my own uh, <laughs> blog or not, but I have no aptitude for that, but it's out there. Um, I'll post the link for that in the description. Uh, the Discord invite is out there, too, uh, if you're into Discord. So I'll put the link uh, to join the Discord invite in there. If that doesn't work, email us, tweet at us, get in touch with us in some other way. But uh, thanks for listening. Um, hopefully we'll get my brother Mike. Uh, hopefully we'll see them again. I don't know. Are they dead? Um, they're not dead. I heard their voices yesterday and I saw uh, Mike. So okay. oh, they're not yeah. dead. That's right. They're not dead. They're not but, dead. Uh, hopefully they'll join Apparently us. Apparently they have lives and I don't. Join us for the last episode of The Mandalorian. Just season because, three. Yes, yes. The season finale, which uh, I don't remember the name of the episode. Uh, but chapter anyway, 24. Uh, well, yeah, we'll get to it. But anyway, if you want to brush up on the real history of Star Wars, get yourself a copy of uh, the Heir to the Empire 
trilogy of books. Start with this one. You could either get the graphic novel or you could get the book. I highly recommend it because this is where Grand Admiral Thrawn is introduced and he is super badass. And this is the TV show they should be making. These are the movies they should have been making. But no. These are not spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. <laughs> nice reference to. Bring it on. Yes, yes. Sparky Palastri. But yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. This has been the Star Wars Rewatch Podcast. I'm your host, Luca. With me, um, the beautiful, the intelligent, Sydney. Um, filling in as my guest host, as always. Um, you know, one more episode <laughs> and I get bumped up to the B team. <laughs> oh, you're currently saying you're on the C team? No, I'm the understudy. Uh, okay, okay, good. Yeah. Um, can I can I hit the Chewy button? Uh, yeah, let me set it up so that way you can do that. Um, green is Chewy, and then yellow is a uh, takeoff, but kill the music first, the orange one. Anyway, Chewy, get us out of here. Hold on, let me turn it up. Chewy, get us out of here. Touch it. Yeah, that's only been like the last like ten minutes. Yeah, whatever. All right, you want to hit it now?